Hello. Hello. I, <laughs> did I sound like a ra- robot there for a minute? No, you sounded like uh, you sounded a little annoyed. Like, uh, oh like no, you're no, kind of like I was interrupting you. <laughs> no, well, so, so I mean, you were, but, but I, let me. Can I give you a? Um, I wasn't. I'm not annoyed with you. You're, you're, you're not in trouble. That's right. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Um, you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. Uh, Don, uh, break, breaking news. Uh, Dateline. My computer. Uh, headline. A new version of Call Recorder is available. That's with an exclamation mark. Um, and then there's all this uh, release notes and modification history. And and I, I I'm it, the the thing that got me today, Don, about this Call Recorder um, update is it says in red note about Sky updates. And I don't like to see things in red. Red looks means to me like I am in trouble. Like Call Recorder is I'm in trouble from Call Recorder. So it says, if call recorder is missing from Skype, you may need to rerun the call recorder installer. Oh yeah, we're in that um, you know vicious cycle now. Right. So, so here's here's my here's my thought. I have three options at the bottom of this window. Skip this version. Remind me later. Install update. And I'm gonna hit remind later and hope that this all doesn't um, go go uh, pear shaped as a as yes. I say. Yes, I don't. I don't think it's. I think it would not be good to skip it because you know yeah. you never skip an update. Um, I don't think you should do it now because no. you're recording a podcast with me now. And I think one of the things that, that call recorder the call recorder installer has to do to successfully install <laughs> is to close Skype. I, I believe. I believe that is correct. I. I think so. I, I've now. Uh, I can confirm that I said remind me later. Um. So, but here's the curious part of this. My Skype was on for. More than like maybe two minutes before that dialogue box came up. So I don't know if I just hit it at the right time. Like, hmm. like, like they just released this hot off the press new call recorder update. Um, and and I so it I was don't, weird. I don't think so because I got the prompt earlier in the week. Now, unless it's a, it's another update, I mean, who knows how many <laughs> updates we are deep in the stack right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So many, so many updates. All right, I've, I have, I, I've confirmed that I will get them to remind me later. I asked them to uh, tap my haptic on my, on my iPhone or on my watch uh, when, when they want to remind me later. No, nice. Uh, oh, Don. Um, so, can, can we just talk? Since you mentioned haptics, can we just? Can I just want to say? Um, the new best thing, I mean, I've, I mean, I've got a pretty good life, you know, even, even in COVID, but the new, and this is a, this is just a little thing. And we've talked about this before, but it's a little delightful thing. So I have started wearing my watch to track my sleep. Okay. And I got, I got a good night's sleep last night, which is good. That doesn't always happen. But when you have, at least the way it is configured right now, when, when my, when my phone is set to wake me up at seven and I'm wearing my watch, um, it just it that when the the alarm is quiet because I'm wearing my watch and it just does a little, and then, <laughs> and then, and it's like, hey, are you awake? Are you awake? Time to get up. Time to get up. It's, and I'm, <laughs> without the voice, but I just, I, I just, I. It's just, it's delightful. It's like it's you know, it's what it's what Apple is supposed to do for us. They're supposed to make products that delight us, and I that that little that little tap on my wrist is it's just delightful. I'm not, I'm not tired of it yet. <laughs> I I'm also with you. I I've been. I've been on and off on leaving my my watch on over overnight from sleeping. I used to be really diehard about this, um, and uh, of course it was something related to a Dubai Friday challenge of track your sleep sleep habits, and I and I did it. 
Um, and then now I really I have stopped I've stopped doing it, and mainly because oh someone just uh, this new new news into the podcast on uh, something's pr- printing off the fax machine here. No, the printer is in my <laughs> office, so one of my children uh, I think has an yeah. assignment that is uh, that is being printed. Um, so I have, um, and I don't know if you know this um, or if you remember this, but but I you you gave me a an an old one of your Apple watches. Um, <clears throat> my watch broke, um, cause I dropped it on the floor and I was, I was mentioning that to you. And then, um, you sent me a, an Apple watch just out of the, out of the blue and said, this is my old one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't need this anymore, but it also came with a band. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was a, a, a Milanese band from, from Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I really love that band and then I lost it somewhere. Um, oh no! No, no. But this is this is why we have the podcast, so I can tell you the whole story. Um, but then I bought a new one <laughs> because I loved it so much. Like I've never had a Milanese band, and I found it really, really comfortable. So I so I bought another one um, recently, like during during the pandemic. Um, so I was using the when I was tracking my sleep, I was using like the older sort of spongy um, band, and now I with this with the Milanese mm-hmm. it. Uh, it kind of hurts overnight. I don't know. Do you, are you wearing a Milanese yeah. band still? What do you What do you? Got? I I am not. I have. I'm I'm all in now on the uh, sports band, the uh, uh, Velcro or hook and loop, as they say, uh, sports band. And I got a new sports band with my new watch. Um, yeah, and I I I I'm, I like the sports band, so that's what I'm wearing. So you got a, a hook and loop. So a sports band, but not one of those. Is it one of those ones that doesn't have a a, a clasp or a loop or a, like does it, it it stretches? Is that it? Like it doesn't. It's all. It's no, a it's full not. Circle. It's not stretchy. It's got. It's wait here. A little foley. Can you hear that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got. It's got some Velcro there. That's that's little the little Velcro pads. Okay. Oh, the Vel. Okay. Velcro. Got it. Well, I, I'm always interested. I don't know what that. I think. Is. I think it's a. I think you call it a sports band. Maybe I'm calling it by the wrong name. No, you you might be. Um, is, what <laughs> what is the, uh, you know the one I'm talking about the stretchy one that that doesn't have a yeah yeah that 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 yeah no solo I, that, loop. I don't I, yeah no I I don't have a solo loop. I wanted to call it a one loop, which is, you know, an Apple one loop, but it is a, it's a solo loop. I'm, I think that's an ad. I think you're right. One infinite. <laughs> um, Welcome to Apple safety talk. Apple safety talk. Oh, you know what? Maybe we will talk about apples and that'll show them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, I don't know about the, about the solo loop. I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I, I, it, it seems like it might be a little too, elasticy like i don't want it i don't want it to be um uh too tight right like i, I like yeah. to adjust i'm adjusting a lot i'll, I'll tell yeah, you yeah no I, no what what i what i do not get the, i do not have the sports band i have the sports loop man the sports loop you do is, yes, yes but it's it but it's not a solo loop so it's not a so it's so confusing they are really they are <laughs> not good at naming stuff it's the it's the it's the pro maxi plus <laughs> of course it is um, yeah, I have the Inverness green sport, sorry, sport loop. I'm pluralizing that incorrectly. I have the Inverness green sport loop. Inverness. Inverness. Yeah. If you, and we'll link to apple.com slash shop slash watch slash band. Oh, I see it. I see it now. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> this is a little bit of food safety, uh, uh, talk for you now here, but let's talk about watch safety talk. Do you find that it. Um, you're, you're, you're an active guy. You do a lot of walking. You're outside, 
right? I, I would, and we've not we've not talked about perspiration here yet on our our show, <laughs> but I'm I'm interested in your in your in your perspiration situation. Do you do you find that over over time that that your watch starts to smell with the Velcro loop? Have you have I mean, and I realize that it is new, but does it get does it get a little bit soggy from from sweat at all? Like uh, when you're when you're walking. You know it, it is. I think I'm smelling it right now. Um, this is a new. It's a new band. Um, is that still Foley? We, if we're we smelling have... things, is it, I know it's Foley's <laughs> for the for the ears. What is it when we do smelling on the radio? <laughs> well, it's it's Foley too. Oh yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It is. Um, <laughs> but um, so I think I, I I don't know. Some we we need a we need a Captain Marm who who will will uh, index all of our shows to find out. I'm pretty sure we have talked about your perspiration on the show. <laughs> yeah, before. yeah, we have. Oh, I'm sh- I'm positive we have because we talked about when I was when I visited Japan and they called me Doctor Sweaty. Right? Has, <laughs> have we have, have we have I told you that story? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, good. So you know what? This is there's a whole story arc today about TV shows, and I will tell you more about Doctor Sweaty in a minute. Um, sorry. So a- anyway, I'm interested. So it doesn't smell, is what you're is what you're saying? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't smell. Um, my my older band, I think, did not smell. It does. It does kind of get discolored over time, which I think maybe you know. Uh, sweat related or, or, or maybe not. Um, what I've mostly noticed is in, in terms of, and this will sort of, you know, take it back to health. What I've mostly noticed if I'm wearing it too tight, the area under the watch actually can just get a little, my skin can get a little, um, you know, funky there. So I just pay attention and, and, you know, take care of that. But no, I mean, in terms of the, the, the band and the sweat, it's, 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 it's fine with the, with the sport loop. That's, I guess that's my, yeah, that, that, that's where, what I've experienced before is like that it gets a little clammy. There's not a lot of air, um, breathability, even though it says right here, um, soft and breathable. Um, anyway, but coming back to the, this like lovely Milanese band that you got me and then I lost and then I got another one cause I liked it so much that it's, I find that it does not smell at all. And I, right. and, and because I'm Dr. Sweaty, uh, well, cause it, it's metal, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but it, but it's metal, but it's a cloth like metal. It's uh it's mm. chain, chain, chain mail. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's chain link. Yeah. Chain link. Yeah. It's yeah, a, it goes goes with your your chainmail vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful piece. It's a beautiful piece of of design. I mean, I love the way it looks, but it's just it also it's a little if if I if 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 I was actually going places and oh, I don't know I'm I've kind of I've kind of I'm not as dressy as I used to be. Yeah. If I was wearing a suit, this would totally be the right band, but I just don't wear a suit anymore. I barely even put on a sports coat. I mean, I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans and fleece all the time. So yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not even wearing pants, Don. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I did. Um, so I, I did also, so at the same time I purchased the, the Milanese, I purchased a, a, a metal, like bigger chain link, um, uh, band and it was, and I, I've worn it now like twice, but it's a little more formal and it's a little more heavy. That's what they call the link bracelet, right? Um, yes, yes, yeah. And so I, I like that, but also I kind of was like, well, you know, maybe you know, it's the beauty of the Apple Watch, right? It's you, you get all these band options, and and you can be their accessories. They're like uh, both accessories for function and for fashion. Um, and so so now I've got now I've got three bands, but I'm I'm a classic black, right? Like 
I, I, the Milanese is black. Um, the my my sport band. I think it's just the it's the whatever the the original one that comes with the watch. And I have a yeah. series five, not a six. Um, I've got that, and then I've got this this other one. So, um, and then I I can't remember. And so, is is Kristen? Does she also wear a, a, an Apple Watch? She does not. I have tried. Uh, I've tried to get her on all of the Apple products. Um, so right now, right now she has uh, a phone, two iPads. Don't ask me why. Oh, and um, I, a laptop I, and no watches. Don, and no and no AirPods either. I've been trying to get oh. her on the AirPods, and uh, she won't. She won't bite. So. Two watches don't ask you why, or two iPads don't ask. Don, you know, you know, I have two two iPads. Uh, Do you a yeah. day a day iPad and a night iPad? I kind of. Uh, <laughs> I have a I got an iPad Mini that I like to use in bed, and I got an iPad Big Boy uh, that I like to, that's a little too heavy that has hit me in the head a few times. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that yeah, I'm I'm a yeah my I I I like the. The iPad Mini, and you, you've got a uh, a Kindle, right? That you use. That I you, have a Kindle that, that I don't. That use. you don't use. Like, a Kindle. I, I just buy books and don't read them. <laughs> oh, well, right. There's a. We've talked about this. There's a Japanese word from that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I I really like the. Um, I, I mean, I've got an i an iPad Pro, um, like whatever the the, the current version is. Uh, and then I've got an iPad mini, the most recent one of those, and I use them for different things. Like, and, and this is the craziest part. And I think you and I have talked about it and you may have, um, I, I, uh, guffawed at it, but I'll actually take both iPads traveling sometimes in my little satchel. Um, because on a plane, I might want to be watching a movie on one of mine and I might want to be, uh, reading something on the other at the same time. So when I used to travel, cause I don't travel anymore. I, um, right. Right. I traveled. To, well, you do. Tra- you do. You did travel recently, at least uh, well, down to the hollers. <laughs> to the hollers. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so I want to talk. I want to talk about that. Can we talk? Is this a good is this a good time to talk about my experience? Let's let's get into it. OK, so what a week. So, oh, my gosh. What a week. What a <laughs> I wish I wish we had some some audio to go with that. Um <laughs> Uh, and I've got a, I've got a document for us for, uh, ABCDC plus, uh, oh, nice. yeah. So we've got, I mean, we're bringing back all the classic bits. So, uh, <laughs> this week in food safety, uh, ABC CDC plus. So, so I, I can't, I, I'm going to be real like cagey coy. I, those, mm. I'm not sure if I'm using those words correctly, but they're words I've heard others use, um, about what I, what I say. Uh, on this and 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 what well, you can't reveal too much. I can't you reveal might compromise too much. your opsec. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble from people. I don't want to compromise my opsec. I, you're not in trouble. I'm not in trouble. But also, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But also, Don, I don't want to. I what I don't want to do, and this is just you, you. You can tell by the way I'm using my voice now. What I don't want to do is jeopardize my future. Okay, mm. that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so this week, well, let's let's go back a few weeks. I got a, I got an email from someone at a, uh, a, a television production company and, and, and this email, uh, you know, uh, essentially said, Hey, um, I'm a producer on a TV show. We are about to, to do some filming in North Carolina that includes some, some outdoor cooking. And we're looking for a food safety expert to help us in, in the behind the scenes production uh, to make sure that uh, nobody gets sick. And um, it, it's a show, it's about outdoor cooking and it's a show that, uh, that has judges. There's, there's challenges, there's judges. Okay. So my, my interest was peaked. I, I would, I would say oh, yeah. like that, that, that's not a, <clears throat> it's not something 
that that I've I, I've talked to anybody about doing before. It's not something that I've experienced. It kind of was like it, I, I was like, yeah, okay, let me let me understand a little bit more about this. And you, you know, you and I, we've been we've been part of television um, shoots, right? Like you did. Um, around the five second rule, didn't didn't someone come and do like a, a TV show episode, and you had to put your white white uh, lab coat on and stuff, and and they shot you in your in your lab? Was there? Yeah, I mean yeah. that was that was more for news than for actual like commercial TV. I, I would say the closest I came to this was an opportunity that ended up getting passed on to Randy Warabo. Yes, where they did a, a basically a show on dumpster diving, like. You know, you would go and you'd get free food from dumpsters and then you'd have to make it into a gourmet meal. And uh, it ended up – the timing didn't work or something. And so Randy ended up doing it and ended up actually being – it was kind of good. It was some, some British British show, uh, like the great British, you know, trash dumpster, off or something. Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we talked about this a while – because this was back uh, five or six years ago. I also was not able to do that. I We, we – <laughs> I'm, and 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 I think I don't know what the direction was. I don't know if it was they. I think they contacted me and Randy at the same time, and uh, and he was able to do it and I wasn't. Or he answered quicker than I did. Um, and I I felt like I missed out. Like that was a cool cool experience. But Randy and then I watched the show and it was awesome because because Randy Ward was a good guy. I really like him. He is. He is. Um, so so this was this was a little bit different because the the premise of the show is not about food safety. The thing that I right. that I just did it's it's about this it's about cooking and competitions, and so, um, so I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd really like to explore this. Um, and so they you know they asked what if I was available on on such and such dates, and and I know from, I know from experience that, and this is something that I learned from from Doug uh, a, a while ago. So we, I, I've referenced Doug in the show a lot. Doug Powell, um, he. Uh, he told me, you know, you might get interviewed for the TV, but don't tell people because, you know, there's a pretty good chance that it's not going to air. You're not in it anymore. And so, so try not to get super excited about things until they actually, till it actually happens. Right. Like, like there's lots of, there's lots of talk like, Hey, we're going to do a TV show. Would you be interested? Here are the dates. Um, and then, a, and then, you know, a week and a half later, they're like, not, nah, uh, you know, we're, we're moving it to Oregon and we're going to find somebody there. Or yeah, or whatever. So so I was a little bit like, hey, this could this could be cool. This could work out. Maybe it doesn't. I didn't you know. But but I'm I'm interested. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow this. Um, and it's um, I I have and we'll we'll link to a couple of papers. So I've got a I've got like a vested interest in TV shows where food is at the center. Not a and I'm being being very. Um, specific about my words, it's not a it's not a cooking show, right? Like it's it's not because I don't think traditional cooking shows like Julia Child or um, uh, Ina Garten, um, the Barefoot Contessa, or um, uh, Giada, uh, the, you know, cooking shows that existed fifteen or twenty years ago, they don't really exist in the same form now. So it's it's all about like like. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like masterclass is, is like a cooking show kind of, kind of thing. And there are, there are certainly some, some shows out there, but it's, it's more about stories, not just here. I'm going to cook, uh, I'm going to cook a dish and aside, uh, like, like you would see on a morning show. Right. Right. Well, and then when, then in somewhere in that continuum, you have to place somebody like Alton Brown, yes. right. Who he doesn't, he's yes, it's a cooking show, but it's more about the science of cooking. Right. 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 And, and so it's, so things have like evolved. Like I think the, right. You know, the, 
um, cable and streaming. You know, we we now have the Food Network, but but the Food Network is is not. You know, there's all lots of competition shows on it. Um, the anyway, so things have kind of changed. But I have this vested interest in that world because when I was in grad school, um, I I co-authored a, a paper on um, cooking show um, food safety messages, and 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 it was. Not, I, I don't know if it was the first we focused on ca- the Canadian, um, you know, what, what Canadians would see. Um, it was, um, um, uh, Mindy Bashir's her group did another mm-hmm. one of those papers, maybe five or six years later, looking at cooking shows on in the U.S. Um, uh, Christine Brune looked at um, some YouTube cooking, sh- cooking segments with celebrities. Uh, and then uh, I have I've got some unpublished data. Um, because that's what we we have, right? Um, from a student who graduated a long time ago, he, he looked at YouTube instructional videos for cooking hamburgers. Um, and then uh, a couple of years ago, I got into a fight with Gwyneth Paltrow um, <laughs> on uh, about cookbooks and, right, and food right, safety. Exactly. Right? So that's like my well. Like, and just to be just to be clear, you weren't really fighting with Gwyneth. You were fighting with Gwyneth's people. Right. I'm pretty sure she was not, you know, directly involved. Fair enough. I like to remember it as, <laughs> well, of course, as differently. You, you remember it however you want, sweetie. <laughs> I like to remember I'm it. just here to correct the historical record. I like to remember it as as Gwyneth was sitting in, in the UK and she opened up the Daily Mail and saw yes. my article about her and said Get me, get me somebody. Get me somebody on the phone. Get me somebody now. I got to talk to him about this. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a a, a, a a row. Is that? I know I've tried to mispronounce this word in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. We either had a row or a row. We had one of row. those. Row. Uh, yeah, we we had a row. Um, so, so I would as I've been uh, sort of sharing this story with a couple of folks close to me. Um, like here in, in, you know, who I live with, like Danny and then my parents, um, it's, uh, I, you know, I kind of, uh, those, those two papers that, that I was part of, um, and, and the other papers really, there's, there's this conclusion that is overarching that is, and uh, let me summarize all the research in this area, food safety in cookbooks and on TV shows is not typically good. Okay. Yes. Agreed. That's number, number one. The second, um, you know, discussion point is, so food safety people should talk to people in the world of, you know, cookbook production and, and television show production to make it better, right? Go, somebody should go do that. And, and I, what I found myself, and this is where, you know, where, where I am today is I, I felt like that was, I, I kind of did a little bit of that this week and it was really interesting. So, mm-hmm. all right. So I get this email, you know, going back, um, get this email. Could you do this thing? Uh, it's a competition. People are cooking things outside. It's going to be lots of different foods. Um, uh, first of all, are you interested? Yes. Could you develop, this is them talking to me. Could you develop guidelines for our competitors? Cause we don't want our, our judges getting sick. Um, it, what are things that, that we, they should keep in mind, temperatures, types of foods, things that they're going to do. Um, and all keeping in mind, in, in, a, in the, it, this is all happening, not in. It's not in a commercial kitchen for sure. It's it's all about being outside. So mm-hmm. so infrastructure is limited, right? So um, so that was like a cool challenge right at the start. I'm like, okay, let me think about this. Um, can what kind of information can you give me about the types of things? And and again, I don't. I, I want to. 
I, I want to go into more detail than I can, but I just, like I said, I know you can't, you, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to compromise your OPSEC, right? I don't, I don't. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. 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 So that's fine. So, so, so yep. don't, you know, just, just, just tease us enough so that we keep, we stay interested. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so then I, I, I send the, the guidelines and, um, and then I hear back from the production company and say, Hey, uh, our lawyers looked at this, the producers, showrunners, they all looked at this. This is great. Um, we, uh, all the, all the competitors know about this. So yeah, so we're a go. Can you, can you show up on, on these three days? Um, and, and, you know, and, and are you, are you available? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the location was somewhere in North Carolina and then it moved closer to where I live in North Carolina, which made it even better. But again, this was like the, the thing that I kind of told Danny up front. I'm like, you know, I'm blocking off these days. And in fact, I blocked off a couple of days last week as well. Um, because I want to have some flexibility. I really want to do this. And, and I don't know, like, I might have to go stay in a hotel. I might not. I might be able to drive there and drive back and forth. These days might be kind of long. Um, and the the producer kind of said, you know, we, we, we are trying to get these, uh, you know, these episodes in um, in a short amount of time. And so you're going to, you know, if, if this all happens, it's going to have long days. And so just be prepared. And I was like, cool. All right. So I cleared, I mean, and, and we... Um, we have a couple of projects together, uh, you and me. Um, and so I kind of gave the food Kobe net team a heads up and I was like, look, I'm going to, I can't, we got some stuff scheduled. I'm going to do this. Cause I really, you know, this is a, I, it might not get a, an opportunity like this again. And, and I feel like th there is another layer here. And it, that's why I wanted to tell you about those papers because I, I don't know, I like in, in our world, people who are doing outreach and food safety, I don't know anybody who's gone to be like a, a consultant on a TV show that, that is not about food safety, right? right that, that is right. the behind the scenes aspect of it. Well, um, I mean, ex except I would say the thing that Randy did is, is, is that right? Right. right. Cause it was, it's a, it's not a show about food safety. It's a show about cooking things that you find in dumpsters. Right. And so obviously, and so the, for those that are, that are not familiar with it, um, basically what he did was he was the final arbiter, like, like you can use that or you can't use that. Right. And right. so he did, he did kind of true, true, kind of what we do on our other show, risky or not. Right. He had to give the thumbs up or the thumbs down on whether a particular ingredient could be, could be used. And it sounds like you had a similar, but not identical role here. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and I think Randy was, was part of the storyline. Right? Oh yes, you're, that's true. He was he was as they say uh, the on screen talent. He was talent. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was on screen. He was you're, on screen. You're, you are definitely not on screen for this. Is that right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's like I'm I'm all behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah he was part of the show. Yes. and you you are definitely not part of the show. Right, and and right, that right? yeah yeah yeah. Or unless unless you are. I mean, I, well, unless I am, you know, yeah, could get happen. Like a truck could get stuck in the mud. Could be, could <laughs> and be. then it would be part of the show. Could if be. I hope, if I haven't filled your, cut this out. If this is no, too no, much off no, I think that's it's true. It's true. So, um, so so anyway, that like I I thought I thought about this, and someone someone's like, well, is this like part of your job? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it it kind it is right. Like this is the kind of thing that. It, it has this intersection and I'm not, I'm not saying this to like set, like oversell what I, what I was doing or sort of convince myself that this is, um, that, that hanging out on a TV set for three days was, was also part of my job, but I really believe it. I mean, I've, I've, I've written about this. We've done research in this area. I've done outreach around it. And now to actually see it, it's almost like 
spending and I, it was akin to a you know a story that I've I've told you before when I was doing my PhD uh, um, uh, volunteering as a dishwasher in a restaurant and and just understanding the system more I have a much better understanding of the behind the scenes aspect and and it's not all it, it like some of the stuff I, I I was like oh yeah that's how I thought it was but not all of it was that way and now I I, I don't know I was I I, I felt very um like a student of what was happening, not, hey, I'm just doing food safety. I'm certainly doing food safety. And and I was known on the set as, hey, food safety guy, is this okay? Like that's how that that's how it came up. Right. Right. But, but also I wanted I I wanted to see this from start to finish. Like I didn't I didn't want to just be part of the the food safety aspect. Like I want to understand what that system is like more. Because and, right. and, and I, like, I just kept coming back to it. I'm like, you know, these, these conclusions over and over again is we as food safety people should know, should talk to, should be integrated more with the people that are putting this entertainment on and, and doing this, doing these cookbooks. And I like this opportunity fell in my lap. I can't like, I, I didn't, I didn't sort of seek it out. And that, you know, that actually makes me a little bit sad because I'm like, you know what? We sh I should have been seeking this out. Um, but anyway. Oh, but, but so let's – I just want to come back to yeah. that. Is this part of your job question? Because this <clears throat> this also really resonated with me because I did um, a mentoring interview with um, somebody – from nutritional sciences, that's we have a program called iJobs, which is uh, placing students in jobs that are not academic jobs, right? So graduate students that are not going to go into academia, and I've I've been aware of it, but not directly involved. Um, and I, and I think for food science students, it's pretty straightforward. Like you're probably not getting a job um, in academia, right? Like you're going to get a job in industry because there's tons of jobs there. I, in nutritional sciences, it's much more geared towards we're grooming you for an academic job, and so the students that don't want want that are kind of left out a, a little bit. And so I, I had this interview last night and this is why I bring it up because it's, it's very top of mind because it, it's so fresh, but this, the, 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 the mentee asked me, so what is your job and how much of the time do you spend doing extension versus not? And I went into line splits and then I said, well, let's look at, let's look at what my day was yesterday. And then let's look at what my day was to, is going to be today. And it's like, yeah, this is, it's all part of my job, right? Like, like having this podcast with you is part of my job and talking with a student last night is part of my job and mentoring a graduate student is part of my job and working with a food company in Newark that's getting hassled by their USDA inspector for things that are not really food safety related. That's part of my job. And so, and it, but, but it, but it's those of us and anybody who's in extension knows this. But if you're not in extension, it's kind of weird. Like, really? That's part of your job? Yeah, yeah. It's actually my job to go and be on the set of this TV show for three days and kind of be their food safety guy. And that may actually have a profound effect on how I spend the next couple of years. Or, gosh, I'm getting a lot of questions about COVID in March 2020. Um I guess this is going to be part of my job and now I'm going to write a grant and guess what? That's, this is definitely now part of my job. Right. And so that uh, sensitivity to what's going on in the world and then to be able to pivot and to say, okay, yeah, this is going to actually be part of my job. Like actually guess what? I'm making podcasts is now a part of my job. I, I didn't plan it. I wasn't, it wasn't part of my five-year work plan, Right, right. but guess what? I'm doing it because, because it's, 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 it's fun. It's interesting. It's reaching interesting audiences. And now this is part of my job. So sorry, sorry for that, that no. digression, but I just, I, I just, it just, it was very, it's just been 
it just was the top of mind for me that that we we really have very cool jobs that we get oh. to go and do stuff like this and then again then it can become part of our job oh my gosh it's it i am i am constantly i could not agree with you more i'm constantly in in awe and i i i, I probably have told you this like uh and if i have you know i'm gonna tell you again um i i i have this feeling i, I was really close to um to one of my my grandparents one of my my mom's dad and he passed away when I was in high school, like my last year of high school. And I, in that last year of high school, he had cancer and he, you know, he was going back and forth to, to treatment. And my, my grandma, he was, wasn't like super old. I think about this now. Cause my parents are like, I think he was like 78. My dad now is like 72, mm -hmm. but it seems mm -hmm. really, you know, like a long time ago. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and he seems so much older because we were, mm -hmm. we were all so much younger. Um, but, mm -hmm. but I think about him. So he, he grew up, um, in, in Winnipeg, uh, on, on an army base and moved to Toronto in the depression and went and fought in world war two and came back and moved to move back to Toronto. And he drove a streetcar for 40 years. Like that was or 35 years. Whoa. Yeah. Like that was his job. Like he got up and my mom sort of talks about like, you know, and my, my, they had a, they had a good, like, a, you know, a, a good life in a, in a sense, not no one made a lot of money. Um, but he would, he worked for the city of Toronto, you know, the TTC, the Toronto transit commission, mm -hmm. uh, and, um, got up at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning and, um, got down to the streetcar barns and, and drove his streetcar. And, and so then he retired early, like, cause he had this like cool job, not, I mean, and I shouldn't say cool, like a, a very solid job with benefits and, and, mm -hmm. and a good retirement and, and a pension. Yeah, a pension. exactly. Yeah. And then he retired to this to this town in um, in sort of like you know still southern Ontario but but in the the central part of the, the the province where a few of his siblings had retired to and they had all had different jobs and they all like he was it was funny like I never got the sense that he was super close to his family it's like no one got together on Thanksgiving or Christmas but they all lived in the same town with each other that they didn't grow up in which is weird right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and they would, you know, they would see each other, but not, they, they were close enough to be, to be close, but not like everybody gets together anyway. So, so I spent, especially in, as his health kind of failed, he had, he had, um, uh, a brain tumor and, and I, I was at the time in high school where I had my license and I didn't have like a lot of classes in high school because of the way that my class, anyway, I, I had time. So I spent a lot of time in, in the last year or so of his life just hanging out with him. And which I would never, like I, I, it, was, it was a very valuable part of my part of my life. But I remember talking to him oh, like over and over again about, you know, he's like, his, his big experiences were like traveling to Buffalo, New York or, or driving mm -hmm. through Virginia. And it would be like my grandmother and him would have uh, a whole, like, this is a, a week and a half plan. And they'd go to the, you know, triple a, but it's called CAA in Canada and they get trip ticks and th those trips, mm -hmm. right? Like that was a big, like, that's what he wanted to do in retirement was like, see, yep. like, it's crazy, right? Like see the world, except the world was like Virginia and Kentucky. And, and so, so I think often about my life and, and how, what I do 
it would would have blown him away, right? Like, like the, it, right. it's kind of like, what's your job? It's like, well, sometimes I go to Japan. Sometimes I go to and, and do food <laughs> safety things. And sometimes right. I go to like, you know, I'm I'm on a TV set for three days. And and it like and I I I like as I was driving home from this set a couple of times, I was like, oh, and I record I record an internet radio yeah, show yeah, with re- a friend in Jersey. <laughs> right, right. Who. Who, yeah, who, and people listen to it through little computers they carry uh, around in their pockets. <laughs> it's so it's so fascinating and bizarre. And I think about like how what what a conversation we would have had now, right? About this. Yeah. Um, but but I thought like to go back to this is our job and how lucky we are, how fortunate. Like I, I often think as I'm driving home from a hockey game and it's like you know, 70 degrees in December and my, you know, my windows are open and it's 11 o'clock. I'm like, where do I, like, what is my life? Like, how do I live here? How did I end up getting here? Um, but this, the, like, I, I, just as what's you that, said, what's the talking heads lyric? Uh, yeah, oh, it's not my beautiful house. It's not, yeah. not my beautiful wife. <laughs> um, uh, so, so that like what you, what you said about this, how do you describe what your job is? And is this part of my job? It's like, yeah, it is. And, and it's crazy. Like if I, if I, if I spent, you know, a, an hour trying to tell people what my last month looked like and how that was so much different from this year, this same time last year and, and how it was different from five years ago, all that stuff. It's like, what, what do you guys, like, what do you do is, is a very, you know, I don't know. It's so, yeah. And, and so I had this like actual conversation with a, a medic who was on the set of this TV show. And so we're sitting there, there's a lot of, and, and I'll use a term that, that people use all the time, but there's a lot of hurry up and wait on a TV, TV show. Oh yeah. Right? That's, my, that's my impression of that's what TV is like for yeah. sure. Making TV. Yep. And so I had, I, I'd suspended all belief that like, it doesn't matter. It's not my time. Like not my time. It's not my schedule, right? Like I can't control that. They're going to tell me what, you know, when they need me. Also, I need to be aware of what's happening in the background because this, this outdoor comp, you know, competition's happening. And at some point people are going to be handling food and, and I don't want them to come to me and be like, Hey, food safety guy, did you see that? Right? Like I, I kind of need to, you want to, like, you want to have already seen it. Right. 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 So yeah. I got to pay attention and, 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 but I know that there's going to be hurry up and wait time. So I bring my computer, I got my iPad. Um, there were a couple of times when, when it was like, oh, hey, there's a phone call that I might be able to listen to because I don't need to be listening to what's, what's happening, but I can be watching, all that kind of stuff. And so the medic and I have this conversation because, you know, things, if, if there's a guy that they, that they hire who's local, who if things go wrong on the set, like someone, you know, something happens with the, with the cooking, someone gets hurt, they need to have somebody right there. And so if, if he gets called on, something's, something bad has happened, right? And so right. I'm, I'm there in this downtime. He's kind of like also paying attention. Um, and he, uh, you know, we're just chatting and he's like, you know, I, I open up my computer and I'm doing some email and he's like, oh, it looks like you're double dipping right now. And I'm like, <laughs> well, and I, and I want, like, I kind of explained to him, I was like, no, like the, you know, this is, there, there's, there's downtime and I'm going to do some other stuff that I've got. But, but I don't, I don't feel like these are two separate jobs, right? Like I'm, I'm doing this thing for this TV show, um, at, you know, as a consultant, you know, it's not like, oh, so you're, you're a paid, you're a paid consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not okay. getting, I'm not getting, um, 
it, uh, it, it's not like NC State is, you know, we, we don't have a, NC State doesn't have a contract, but this is like, they approached me. They're like, could you consult on this? And I'm like, sure. Just like another consulting job that I would do for, you know, for anybody in the, in the industry or, or whatever. Okay. Um, and so, so, so it's like, oh, but, I, but this is still part of like, and, and I, you know, we, we have talked a little bit about this, but in, in the academic world, I think one of the things that's hard to explain, at least in, in, in my situation, I know in your situation, that consulting as an expert is not only expected, but it's encouraged as part of, at least in, in my um, reappointment promotion and tenure process, they, they want to know what outside things are you doing as an expert? Did you, did you write a book? Are you consulting for somebody? It doesn't count against what you're doing. Like it's, you know, but, and it, but it certainly for us counts for it. Like that shows the NC state brand has more, um, has more visibility, right? It's not just about, you know, me, it's about that I'm a professor at NC state. Um, and, and so it's really like, I don't know, it's really, um, odd to explain that, but we had the medic and I had this great and I keep calling him the medic cause I don't want to opsack him out. But, um, we had this really great conversation. He's I like, just keep imagining somebody in the background yelling medic. Med yes. Medic! No, it happened. It done. That happened. Um, and, and so, so, but we had this really great conversation. He's like, Oh, I get it. Like I totally, you know, now that, now that you and I are talking about this and where it all fits in, he was a really interesting dude, um, as that well. Like um, but, but it was, yeah. So, so it was, it was fascinating. Um, I, I felt like, um, there are a couple of things before we, before we move on to, to some, some other topic. I, I did feel like the first little while that I was there, I was trying to feel my way around this. I had not been in a setting like this. Right. And I didn't know if there were toes to be stepped on. Right. Like if I saw something right. that was egregious, but but who, who do I, what do I do? Like, who do I, who do I tell? And, and what I realized, and, and it's so, Don, it was so fascinating to see the hierarchy of a TV show getting made. And, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if it's like, just because I'm around, like you, you, you and I, we, we spend time in organizations and, and we, we work in one where there is a hierarchy and then we work with others that, you know, you can, you can step into a meeting of food safety people. And, and, and I find fairly clearly, I, I get a sense of who's running the show. If, if anybody is, or maybe this mm -hmm. isn't, there isn't somebody who's running the show and this is a really collaborative effort. Um, or, and, and, you know, in, in lots of different facets of, of, of the professional world, I, I feel like over the last really like over the last 20 years that I've been around academia, I get a sense of like, who's in charge. And, 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 and I, I, I felt really nervous at the start because I didn't know, I didn't know who the players were. I had a list of names, right? right. And, and it's like, this person's a showrunner and this person's a, a, a field producer and this person is an assistant field producer and this person does camera and this person does audio. But I didn't know what all that meant in the concept of how a TV show, and I, I mean, now, I, 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 don't, don't get me wrong, I don't know if I, I know more than I did on Sunday but I, I certainly only have one experience. N equals one at this point. Right, right. Well, and then my, my question is, where are you in that hierarchy? In other words, who who do yeah. you report to, right? Well, and, and did they did they even tell you that? No, they didn't. So how great is that? Okay. So so so, but it was so. There's there's 20 people who are part of this production behind the behind the scenes, and I, I didn't get a lot of like upfront information. And that was my nerves for the first like half a day. 
like I'm just trying to figure out like what the hell's happening. Who's who's calling the shots? Who who do I if I see something, do I tell this person who's like who who gave me a walkie-talkie or do I tell someone else who's in in, in doing um like the 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 food styling do I tell the director like where where do I fi- where do I fit into this whole thing and and I, I I'll tell you it was um it was I'm glad that I didn't have a preconceived like who are the people that you should talk to because I was able in the in the you know first 3 or 4 hours to figure it out I was like I know who the I know who's in charge I know and and no, there was no like it was very much a team mm-hmm. but there, there, you know, the, the, um, the guy who's running the show, the, the show runner, who is, who's also the director had a vision of what the story was and knew here's what we're going to do. And, and so he, he, um, he also was a guy who was really into food, was into this competition. It was, a, you know, it's about sort of the reality story. And, and so I kind of like watched him and followed him around. And then I, at, at one point when there was a break, I kind of went up and asked him, I was like, Hey, so this is what I see right now. Like, like I, I think my role here is to let you know if I see something that is, um, is unsafe. And he's like, yeah, that's what I want you to do. He's like, exactly. Like, like you're, you're the expert here. I'm not, I'm not waiting for you to like, I'm not going to see stuff and be like, Hey, you know, food safety guys, this safe. I need you to, to be like uh, watching and tell me that's not safe. And I but, was like, but, that's what, awesome. but what he probably didn't want you to do is to jump in front of the shot and say, cut. Right, right. <laughs> but you had to yes. find a way to do it that would be not disruptive to what they were doing. Exactly. And feel my way through <laughs> that, right? Like, so you, you got to pay yeah. attention, right? Yeah, you yeah, got, yeah. You got you to gotta see, like, wh- where the cameras are. Where can I stand that I'm not going to be in the shot? In the way, right, exactly. But I'm also not, like, creepily, like, right beside somebody. And and for, you know, COVID reasons, not right right next oh, to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and, uh, and this entire competition uh, took place outside. So that, that was good, right? There was a lot of, a lot of space. Um, and there was, um, like, I, I, I can't, I don't think I told you this, but I, they sent me a, um, a nose swab kit and I took a COVID test before I went with a, um, with a a nurse on zoom last week to make sure that, that I didn't have, I wasn't coming in positive. Yep. yep. Um, so, so anyway, but it was, it, it, it was, I felt very after sitting back and and feeling super nervous i felt more confident when i was like hey hey i think you know this this is it okay if i just step in here and take some temperatures and he's like yeah this is what i want you to do like i'm not going to tell you to do these things well because he doesn't know he's not a food safety guy like that's your job right 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 (laughs) but but also like i didn't know if it was you know and let's like let, let me compare my role to the medic the medic might see oh, something that's risky. It's, it's right. pretty obvious when you need a medic. <laughs> yes, but but the medic's role is not to step in and say, "Hey, you know what? That might lead to a burn." You know okay. what I mean? Right, right, right. But my role was was to say, "Hey, that you know, to take someone inside and say, you know, I think I should do this." And and then as I grew to know some people on the crew. I, and I would be like, Hey, do you think it's okay if I go and, you know, I, I've got a, I got a concern about one thing that's happening. And the person who, who I talked to, 
um, gave me some advice that was really like sage. And she said, yeah, you know what? That's really, that is a good key. Now you got to remember there are two competitors here. So whatever you do to this person, you want to show the same level of concern to the others, even to though if other, it's not right. there, you can't right, single exactly. them out. Yep. And I was like, yep. yes, right. Got it. So Dawn, it was so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, um, I, 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 I'm very excitable <laughs> as, as you know, excitable boy, excitable boy. Um, but I, I got, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I thought uh, after the second day and the, and these are the, the ebbs and flows of, of, you know, uh, of a mind right on the second day, I was like, Oh damn, I need to talk to these people and do a whole show on food safety. Right. Like, but then I thought better of this and I was like, <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Like, that's not my, like, and, and this is. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good hockey analogy here that comes up all the time as a, def as a defender, which is what I do, let the offense do their job and I do my job, right? Like, like, and, and if there's things that I might see, see or say, tell them about it, but I don't, I don't, I, I'm not in the world of this would make good TV, but I want to be adjacent to this enough to be like, these food safety things are important that we need to show these. And that it did happen a couple of times where where I wasn't, I certainly wasn't part of the story, but I was like, hey, what's happening right now? And I, again, I, not for OPSEC and not to spoil anything, but I gave them some like, here are some food safety things that I think you guys should show because someone who knows food safety who watches this is not going to like how that went. Right. And, and they're like, perfect. That's what we, that's what you're here for. Like, that's what we want you to do. And I was like, damn. Like, but I felt more, I actually, uh, felt more like a food safety expert in this environment than I do when I work with food with food operators sometimes, right? Like like when when they're like, yeah, I, we know this stuff, or the reason why we're doing it this way is this, and you don't you don't really know about it. In this case, they're like, we need to get this right. Like we need to get this right in all the aspects. The sound has to be right. It has to look right. The competition has to go right. This has to be a good story. Also, we got to get like anything that someone might argue about. We need to get that right. This should look like it would if we were doing stuff in a restaurant as safe as possible. And that was really freeing, I think, like, like very, very much. And, and it, but, but again, it didn't like, there was no instruction at the start. And I'm really glad because I was able to feel it out a little bit. And, and then go step in, but figure out a way to step in without breaking the, without breaking the show. And it was cool. It was great. I'd love to do it again. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a really good experience. It was. And I, I got a more, I, I, I now have, I, like, I'm even thinking of the talks that I'll, that I'll give down the road to bring back some of that older material about these cooking shows and cookbooks where it's like. Instead of me just saying, "Hey, we need to collectively work with this this industry or this world more," I'm I've now got insight into more of the challenges and where we might fit in, mm -hmm. in in a way that I didn't, I, I don't know, I didn't feel before. Like I just didn't quite understand. So so yeah, I'm and it was part of and it's part of my job. I do it for my work, Don. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's. I mean, this is and this is why. Like, I mean, I love, I love the fact that we have, again, let's just, this, this is, you know, job, job safety talk here, but I really love the fact that I can get a call from somebody at a poultry processing facility in Newark and they can say, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. And the inspector doesn't like it. Can you help us? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I can like, let's, let's talk about what you're doing and let's talk about where the risks are. And, 
and we'll figure out how to solve this problem, right? And we'll figure out whether it's risky or not, right? And we'll and we'll figure figure out what the what the controls should be, and we'll yeah, and and it'll be based on science. And I I you know I just I really I really love that, right? And 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 inevitably, I would say more times than not, what the company is doing is just fine, and the, I think the inspector is being overly cautious. But you never know, right? You don't know until you sit down and look at the numbers. I mean, for me, it's about numbers and risk and and quantification, right? But if I, but but it's way more exciting to do that with a real world problem that somebody has rather than for me just to sort of make up something. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and so uh, I'm going to give you another experience that I had yesterday that has nothing to do with, with TV shows or behind the scenes, but it, it's another, like another one of those things that, that you just, you just talked about. There's, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much because it's, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on, but there's a regulatory and, situation going on um, with some folks in my state that have to do with the food code and interpretations of the food code. And it's leading to, there, there's one group that overall wants to do something related to food waste. And then there's another group of folks that work with the regulators that kind of say, we want to be able to do this, but we have a problem on interpretation right across from, from county to county. And and the role that that you and I have, and other, it's not just you and I. It's it's all it's all the great pe- all the great people um, mm-hmm. who are in uh, in extension in food safety that that we we pick this world because of real world issues, right? Like a company has a problem, someone else has a problem. We want to help them fix it with science. One one thing that that became clear to me in these discussions is it's not a science issue. It's not even an interpretation issue. It's that there's no one who can speak food code that can be an advocate for this other thing that someone wants to do. And and I can do that. Like I can speak food code. I know where it came from and and why. And and I I feel like I could be an advocate. And so I wanna like in, in that case, I wanna be there almost on both sides of this issue, like as a liaison talking to the regulars and saying, here's I, like, let me explain to you guys where they're coming from and why they want to do it and why I think it's not safe. And here's how you might want to look at the, at the regulations at the same time, looking at this other side who are in the non-regulatory world and saying, look, you guys have to understand what the regulators world is like and what they're up against here. You can't just go at them hardcore and say, you guys are being a bunch of idiots on this. You need to talk through the why you would interpret this differently. And, and, and it's, and, and so I kind of find myself often as being that, that liaison on, you know, both sides in the issue in a good way, not in a bad way, like the media mm-hmm. sometimes does. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, like that, if, if really, and I'm, I'm that, that this role it, where I'm at now is only because I, I don't care about publications and grants anymore. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Like, like as yeah, in, or tenure or tenure. You got, right. I mean, well, I'm good. Well, I guess, and you're, and you're a full professor, right? Yeah. So there's not, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah. I, I, it's that part is so much more freeing. You know, there, there's this, yeah. this sense of, you know, when, when people, and I, I thought about this myself, like, well, when I reach this, this top level of promotion, what am I going to be working for? Right. Like, like, cause was all that I was doing before just to get to the next step of, of promotion. And, and then you're like, well, okay, well I'm there now. And, and I, I really did think quite a bit, like, will I care? And, and, and I found it 
the opposite. Now I've got so much more time to care about other things that I, that, that I, I not, maybe not should have been caring about all along, but I didn't have to worry about the, the other aspects of it, uh, of, uh, you know, can I, can I demonstrate to my peers that I'm doing a good job, right? Like, like now it's now all that stuff keeps coming, <laughs> but I, I, it's not that I don't care anymore, but they've already said, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so now, now it's honestly, it's about, it's about building your brand, right? It's about, yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. Right. And I, I I still remember having, having this conversation with Michelle, um, and, and probably, probably sounding like a bit of a jerk because I, I, and I, I, somewhere in, we were driving, we were, I think we're somewhere in Florida we're driving down the road and she's driving and we're just talking about careers and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I I can't retire. I've got too much stuff left to do, and I'm the only one that can do it, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but it's like it's it's true. Like I yeah. have, I mean, it's, you know, again, this is and not to be not to be like you know, it's not to make it all about me, but like I have a specific skill set, and I don't if I don't do it, I don't think anyone's going to do it, and so I really should do that, right? It's you know, back to Jerry Garcia. You don't want to be the best at what you do. You want to be the only one that does what you do and then do that, right? With with everything. Right, right. Well, and and I and and you know, you talked about um mentoring um with uh, nutrition students. I uh um and you and I I think in the last episode or two episodes ago we talked a little bit about this cool IAFP student professional development group um engagement thing that uh, that, uh, that folks have put together, including Min Duong, who's one of my former students, so shout out to, to Min, but bringing together, you know, uh, people like, people who are in their career and with students, not to give a talk, but to, to sit around on Zoom and be like, what questions do you have? Like, like what, you know, and and, and that mentoring, so I'm, I'm with you a, a lot. I, I do feel like right now, there's not a lot of folks that do what I do. So, so that's awesome. But also, I feel like there's a, a duty, and I think, and I mean, I know, I know you feel the same way, to also give these skills to others who will couple them with other skills that you and I don't have to be their own little, um, very specific area of this of this world. So they're the not, that next round of of people that are making really cool um, things in the in the world of science, the world of, of food safety, and and so that like freeing up the time to worry like that. I don't worry about myself anymore. And, and I know that that is such a, it really is a privileged look, right? Like I, I am, Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very aware of that. And, And so I try to take that, that privilege that we have and try to say, okay, how do I, how can I do this stuff that I, that, that needed to be done out there that I wasn't able to focus on before for others? And how do I, how do I mentor other people to be able to do this? Yeah. And that is something too, that increasingly I keep thinking about. It's like, well, so I'm fine, right? I'm, 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 I'm set in my career. I've got more than enough work to do for as long as I want to do it. How can I, how can I mentor younger folks, younger faculty, younger colleagues in industry and, and give and, and, and try to set them up with opportunities where they can succeed, right? Like what's the best, what's the best way to, to, to do that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and just being very purposeful about it, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like not not happening into the to the experiences, but also uh, seeking those you know those folks out and just you know trying to trying to do our best because it was, yeah. I mean, I think back to to all of my um, 
growth over the last uh, you know t- twenty years in in this food safety world, it's because of being able to access mentors and just bounce questions off of people and not feel like I'm bothering anybody. And and I, you know just right. to bring it back to the to that um, TV experience this week, it 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 takes a little. It took me a little bit of while to figure out what the system was and who who I wanted to get that mentoring from. Similar to be like, who do I talk to about you know someone not wearing gloves, right? Like, like where, where, where's the right person to, where do I fit in? Where do I fit into this, this, this kind of world? And so, yeah, so it's been, it, I, 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 um, I, you know, two episodes ago, maybe we talked about IAFP as being like a food safety vacation that I missed this year from mm-hmm. a brain space standpoint. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got that this week for three days being on a TV show. Like, wow. Yeah. And that's totally weird. Like totally I would weird. not expect that that size hole would be filled by this bucket over here, right? right? Like I never, I never would have imagined that. Me me either, me either. And it's all I could think about is like, I just needed to, like I needed to not be in my home office on Zoom. I needed to be thinking about food safety, right? Like my, my role was thinking about it in a different context. And, and it gave me, it gave me three days to, to say no to everything else, right? Like, like I can't. You know, I, I, I can't do the things that I would normally do. I'm, I'm certainly going to be able to look at stuff in the background, but I'm not on my own schedule for these three days. So just suspend that. Oh, yeah. well, and that is that is kind of like IAFP, right? Exactly. Like in the, yeah, OK, well, I'm now I got to be walking around. I got to be going to talks, you know, all of that where, where I have to confess, like IAFP this year, I went to the roundtables that I was in and um, I think that was about it. And we had we had dinner with our friends. Um but that was about it, right? And so, yeah. But I mean, whatever. It's, I, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think like, what do I need? I clearly, from your, the way you're talking, you clearly needed that. I, I did. I don't, I like staying home. And I, I mean, what, the one thing I miss now that it's cold is I can't be in the backyard with my dogs as much and not, and not in work, right? Yes. But honestly, that's the only thing I really, I, I really miss. Um, like that's the only thing I would change in my life is, you know, to raise the ambient temperature, which, which it's okay. Cause we're already doing, we're already, we've got a team already working on that. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't like travel. I mean, I like, I like being other places. I really don't like traveling and I would not travel right now. And boy, I, yeah, thinking, you know, bringing it back to, if not food safety, at least to, to public health, I really worry about what's going to happen with people, um, traveling for the holidays. I, uh, my kids and my, uh, my, so my ex is, has traveled to with one of my kids to visit the other kid and his spouse. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with that. And it's their choice. Right. But I'm not, and I, we've already made the decision. We are not, we are not going to have holidays with, uh, Thanksgiving with, with my family. We're not going to have Christmas with my family. We're not going to see Kristen's family for any holidays. And we're both just fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's, and I, the, this is, and I don't know if I'll be able to articulate it. The travel, mm-hmm. the travel's not what I'm, what I missed or what I needed. I needed, I needed a, a break from, from the, yeah I, I don't know the, the un, and, and I, I mean, I've, I've texted with Michelle about this. Well, I just feel like I've gone yeah. from like, I've, I've not had a chance to step back and think I'm just reacting. I'm like, what is currently on my calendar? Yep. What is, what's there now? What, you know, what, am, what am I right. doing next? And, and I needed that, that break. And, and, and the thing that I have missed the most and I didn't, I, well, 
I, I mean, I've, I've realized it, but I, I, there's, there's not a way to, to fix it. I like going and, and I, uh, you know, there, I, I like varying my location still here in Raleigh. Sometimes I'd be in my oh, yeah, office, right. Sure. But I want to go sure. sit in a Starbucks with my computer. Right. Mm. But I, mm. but I also, I don't want to sit in a Starbucks with my computer. <laughs> at all right like you want to sit in, you want to sit in a simulacrum of a starbucks yeah. with your computer right you you want a holodeck right I, basically I, is what you want right oh my god you want it you want it to seem like you're in a starbucks yes and i yes that's that i i i have nothing to add no show's over i want a holodeck <laughs> um yeah it's that that's it and so i got a little i got a little holodeck uh this week uh <laughs> because like <laughs> because it was uh, I, I, you know, I got to, I got to leave I got, and, and it was, and it was all that schedule and it was a cool, like, I don't know, it was a cool experience and a cool break, but also still food safety stimulation. And, and, and that was like, that, that also was, was necessary and I didn't have to stay in so, the hotel. <laughs> so tell me that, yes, that was, that was key. Um, so tell me a little bit about like, if you can on this show, yeah. what was the code, what were the code? I want to pivot a little bit and, and talk about some COVID stuff. So what? Yep. Uh, what was what were the COVID precautions, and were they? I mean, obviously, you know, letting a nurse watch you swab your nose on Zoom is is part of that. But what else? Um, yeah. You know, what 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 was what's your assessment of their COVID precautions? Very good. Like like okay. if I was to design something, um, it was it was great. They actually had uh, they had hired a person who was a COVID officer who was all the stuff that we're talking about, about having nice. awkward conversations, nice. right? Like he was walking around reminding people, Hey, um, your, your mask is below your nose right now. And, nice. but in a really nice way. And he's like, Hey, we're, we're all, we, I, I want everybody to go home as safe as they did when they got here. Um, we're, we're going to make sure that, um, that, that you, I, I'm not here to be, to be a jerk. I just, you know, I noticed something. I want to make sure that, that everybody's safe. Um, and, and we're doing it for, for everybody who's here. Um, it was a closed set, so no one could just show up. And so he mm -hmm. was like, um, also like there was, there was a gate. So anybody who entered the set, even the like, uh, uh, caterers who were dropping off food, they were, um, he, he stopped them. They dropped their stuff off on a table. Uh, the, uh, production assistants came and grabbed it. Like there was no interaction at all, uh, with, with the outside folks. Um, the talent, I think I, from what I gathered, they took daily COVID tests that, that were administered there on site. So, uh, because they weren't wearing masks during production, but as soon as the cameras were, were not rolling, they put masks back on. Um, so it, I mean, mask, mask usage was a hundred percent for everyone who was not on camera and a hundred percent for those who were on camera when the camera, when they weren't on camera. <laughs> uh, right, right. There were, because it was outside, there were tons of places set up for social distancing and all the food was done like 10 feet apart. So they had all these tables set up, like you didn't sit with somebody at all. Um, and it was all outside. So, so that was, that was great. It was cold. Um, uh, you know, tons of hand sanitizer and just a lot of reminders and, and expectations were set up front and someone there to, to, to enforce those expectations in a, in a, in a not so awkward way. So I was, I was really impressed and, and they, um, uh, folks. So, so what I gathered a little like inside baseball behind the scenes, they used a lot of people who could drive because the production company did not, not want to force people to fly. 
So, so oh, yeah, interesting. So, so they're interesting. like, wow. yeah, wow. We're, we're, we want really people. Yeah, it was really impressive. Um, and, and and that like came from even my interactions with them right at the start. They're like, hey, just so you know, COVID is a big deal to us. You're gonna have to do a test. And I was like, great, <laughs> sign me up. Um, and also, we're gonna expect that you follow these these rules. And it's like zero tolerance. If you're not if you're not following them, we'll find somebody else to do it. Um, and I was like, awesome. Like that's the place I want to I want to do this with. So yeah, it was I, I was very I was very impressed. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, so so I <clears throat> I have been sort of sort of hinting in conversations with people that somebody that I knew a friend from the internet um, had uh, was diagnosed with COVID nineteen, but the person didn't want to be didn't want it to be public. But uh, with the publication of uh, this week's episode of ATP. Uh, which is episode 405, The Benevolence of the Powerful, uh, the show opens with uh, Marco talking about his diagnosis with COVID-19. And so I tweeted about this, but I wanted to mention it here on this podcast as well. Um, uh, Mar Marco is not somebody I know, but I know people that he knows and we're, we're in a, uh, a slack together for reasons that I still um, don't, <laughs> don't understand, but I'm, I'm eternally grateful for um, people who are, uh, who are canceled, um, and, <laughs> and, and other people that set up another thing. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but anyway, so I, I have a chance to interact with all of my, the people that I, I idolize in the podcasting world. And I just, I think Marco has been really, he was, he's really, he just, it's, if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to listen to it. It's only about the first 10 minutes of the episode. You don't have to listen to the two hour episode, um, <clears throat> which is mostly about Mac stuff unless you want to, but it's really, it's really good. And he talks about his feelings and this, and which I've also heard from other people, um, who had a, a diagnosis, this feeling of shame, like somehow it's, it's shameful that you got the disease. And anyway, it's just, it's really, it's, it's really good. And it's, and I think we're, we, I hope we hear more stories like this to number one, show that it's real and yeah, and for people just to talk about it. So I just, I just wanted to give a, give a shout out to him here on this podcast. Not that he listens, but, um, and probably everybody, you know, has already seen my tweet who needs to see it. But anyway, I just was, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a good story and, and it's, we need, we need more stories like that. Yeah. It's, and I have not, I've not listened to it. I saw your tweet last night and, and I added it to my, uh, to my cue to, to go listen. But I, I think the, what you mentioned about this sort of, shameful aspect of, you know, we're, we're supposed to all be making sure that we're not getting sick. And if, and something has to something, you know, I must've messed up kind of, kind of feeling of if, if I do, um, that, that is, um, you know, th that will, and especially if, if that leads to other illnesses in a, in a cluster or family illnesses, th I think we're going to be dealing with the the psychological effects of this for, for quite some time, right? Like not just the psychological effects of isolation, but the, but this, this, this actual, I was a node, I, I got sick, but also I was a node of illness. And, and I, and I don't, I mean, I, 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 I've learned much more about mental health over the last uh, few years, um, you know, on a couple of different levels. And this is one where I, I, I do, I just worry that and which is not good for my mental health. Um, but I but I'd really worry about what 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 our impacts are um, on on this uh, and and just the 
you know, with the with the growing number of of deaths and and just the the guilt that that's got to be out there for people who um, who were taking all the things, you know, all the all the precautions that they that they thought and and some you know something happened or something slipped up or their bubble wasn't as tight or, or small as they thought and that led to an illness in someone else uh, that that that's very um i don't know it's worrisome right and i yeah yeah and i i would say you know and again yeah, let let listen to marco yeah. for himself but basically he was he was in a a location where there were not a lot of cases and he was doing indoor dining and he he thinks that that's that's where they got it right yeah. and i know our friend restaurant industry you know, don't want to hear stuff like this necessarily, but but I think that, and again, we saw the CDC report that said basically, uh, if you dine, if you go out to restaurants, you're more, you're twice as likely to get COVID, right? Which is just it's correlation, it's not causation, and and maybe maybe you and I will have an opportunity to inject a little bit more science into that discussion, but that's where he thinks he got it, and he he does feel like that was in retrospect that was a bad decision. On the other hand, to your other point, um, it looks like he did not spread the disease any further, right? And so, so that's so that's good. But yeah, but yeah. it's still, um, yeah, it's still it's still just a, it's a lot it's a lot to process. So yeah, it is. It's a lot. Yeah, ex exactly. Like this. Oh man, what a what a mess. What a mess we're in, Don. What a mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know where do we, what do we want to talk about next? All I prepared was, uh, today was to tell you about my TV show experience. It's all I, and I, I was like, uh, I wanted to, you know, the, the, wanted to give you the full, the full story arc as they, as they say. Uh, so is there, I mean, are there other food safety things going on? I don't know what's I've been, I've, it's been sheltered for me this week. <laughs> people, people getting sick from, from mushrooms anymore. You want to talk about E. coli? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, 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 you know, honestly, Ben, you do such a good job of preparing <laughs> <laughs> Where's my bell? for the show. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking to see like what we might've put in the, um, oh, in the, in the show notes recently. Um, there, there is, uh, for, <laughs> what's that? That's a wasteland. If there's anything, nothing for me in there since about August. Uh, you know, so here's my trick right now, Don, I'm just going to go to, <laughs> you're going to go. Food safety news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. A, yeah. Uh, problems found at a Turkish super cereal food aid supplier. Nope. Not interested in that. Uh, beyond meat introduces beyond pork for Chinese market. Uh, so it seems like there's also not a lot of food safety news going on at food safety news. Uh, oh, I did. Doug did post some barf blog stuff. He did. Um, yeah. He, and so, uh, and something in there resonated with me. And I don't remember now what it was. Um, it, he's very <laughs> black licorice. Uh, he's, oh yes, black. Let's talk about black licorice. Yeah. Actually, this I put this maybe or maybe not. I put this. I put black licorice as a potential topic for risky or not. Well, we so why don't we just talk about it and then we'll do it for okay. risky or not. Okay. So, um, for for those of you who don't know, there there is a really interesting case uh, that was in the New England. Um, Journal of Medicine back about a month ago, I think it was. Yeah, September. I remember seeing some coverage of this. And and so here's the, the headline. Case 30, 2020, a 54-year-old man with sudden cardiac arrest. And so so essentially, this is the first time I had heard of this, but but um, essentially the story goes, um, <laughs> the case is a 54-year-old man was evaluated at the hospital after a cardiac arrest with ventricular um, fibrillation he had been in a fast food restaurant when he gasped suddenly and lost consciousness. 
Um, and the diagnosis was that he had eaten a whole bunch of um, uh, uh, um, black licorice over like a three week period. And that changed his, uh, his uh, um, pulmonary system. <laughs> and, and I like, that's, that's kind of it. And I'd never heard anything like this before. Had you? Yeah, I, I have. So the, the compound in uh, licorice is glyceric acid, uh, which is usually found in the candy's extract. And uh, yeah, it has like it has pharmacological effect. Right. I mean, and so it's it, it now again, um, you know, and what does it say? It can cause hypertension, hypokalemia, metabolic alkalosis, ala, uh, fatal arrhythmias and renal failure. Um, which is the constellation of signs and symptoms seen in this patient, right? And so, you know, it is, yeah, you can't just, you can't just eat as much licorice as you want, Ben. No. Um, or, well, and, and here, so there's a, um, uh, something from the Associated Press said he had a poor diet consisting primarily of sever, several packages of candy daily. That, you know, so, so. You know, yeah. For, first of all, let's say whatever kind of candy you choose, having that be your sole diet is not good. Right. And apparently if it's black licorice, it can be fatal. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't seen this, um, at all. Uh, there, now there are some underlying issues, but, but certainly the licorice was the trigger. So, um, he smoked a pack of cigarettes a day for 36 years, had a medical history that included previous heroin use disorder and untreated hepatitis C virus infection. But but I mean, it was the, I mean, you know, from, from the case, it was, it was the licorice that was the trigger event that killed him. Um, and, and man, so here's the, this is, um, the, you know, so we'll, we will do a whole risky or not episode on this, but the, the where I want to talk is, is some, uh, I guess, continuing, continuing the thread from the previous episode about, um, lawsuits and the long lasting effects of, of outbreaks, um, in 2018, a 73-year-old New Yorker filed a lawsuit against the Hershey Company, alleging that Twizzlers black licorice contributed to his heart condition. So, so Hershey's, there's got to be folks at Hershey who are food safety people who are now involved in this, right? Like toxicology right, right. Stand, standpoint. Right. But you know, who who probably would have thought when you signed up to do food safety at Hershey that you were going to do anything but making sure there's not salmonella in the in the chocolate or peanut butter. Uh, or or almonds, uh, and, and, but but very yeah, I, I, fascinating, fascinating conversation, like fascinating uh, story, right? And we and this is not this is not like I mean this is on FDA's radar, right? Yeah. Like there's a link also in the um, in the the uh, in the barf blog piece. Yeah, there's a link to uh, an FDA um, uh, uh, webpage that was published in 2017 entitled "Black Licorice Trick or Treat." Um, and, and yeah, it's, uh, as, as FDA said back in 2017, if you're 40 or older eating two ounce, two ounces of black licorice a day for at least two weeks could land you in the hospital with an irregular heart rhythm or arrhythmia. So yeah. Um, so don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do that at all. Um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of a, kind of an interesting one, um, on that. The other thing that I did see, oh no, never mind. I don't know if it's public yet. <laughs> Let me look. Let's okay. Let's let's. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to do breaking Go news. No, Google Google the keywords, and if it if it shows up in your yeah, Google, it's, it's not, good to talk about. It's not. Okay. But you know, I got something. I got a. We're next episode. We're going to talk about a, a an outbreak uh, that is not <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> that, that that oh gosh ticks ticks a lot of boxes. 
for us. Oh, so, okay. so it's a teaser, right? Teaser. right? Okay. Teaser. Hey, if you like this episode, just wait until you <laughs> listen to the next episode. Um, did we, if we, we keep, I, I can never get the quote, right. Um, this, and this is, again, this is just a Merlin bit. Um, but, um, the, the Mr. Show, a pre-taped Colin show. Have we talked about this? We have, we have. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll link to the Mr. Show pre-taped Colin show. It's, it's quite, it's quite good. And, and Merlin and John do the bit better on, on rec diff, So, um, okay. I'm going to send you something that I think it, that I hadn't heard about until earlier today. And it's from Apple news, which doesn't share very well. So let me see mm-hmm. if I can copy the link and then give you the text over here. Um, and this is a COVID food safety restaurant thing. Oh, it's going to mm. be, sh- it, you're not going to like it. Uh, try it, but it's probably going to open on Apple news. Um, okay. So this, this is something I read this morning I, with my, with my bed iPad, uh, <laughs> uh, headline pizza workers lie forced an Australian state of 1.7 million people into lockdown. Okay. Okay. So I'm in right. Headline is got Okay. Me. Right. Yep. What, 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 what do I like about it, Don? I'm assuming this is COVID related. Cause we're, that's, we're talking about a lockdown pizza worker. Sounds like it's at the interface of food and COVID-19, which is where we like right. to be right now. Right. Yep. right. Right. So I'm in. Um, uh, and, and so uh, the subhead is a pizza bar worker with COVID-19 who lied about their employment activities, triggered a lockdown across the entire state of South Australia. Authorities were forced to admit Friday. Um, so the state of 1.7 million people would not have gone into a six day circuit breaker lockdown had the employee told the truth to contact tracing team. South Australia Premier Stephen Marshall told reporters at a press conference. He announced the state had decided to lift its six day lockdown early based on new information. So um, police commissioner says the person claimed to have been at the Woodville pizza bar in the city of Adelaide only briefly to collect takeaway pizza was actually an employee who had been working regular shifts there. And so oh. now I'm more interested, right? Yeah. Be- because what, what are we, what's going on it, to me? So, uh, contact tracers, uh, found the, one of the close contacts linked to the Woodville pizza bar deliberately, deliberately misled the contact tracing team. Um, as of midnight Saturday, now that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, it, it is, uh, the pizza bar had been identified as a COVID-19 hotspot. So, so, so here we have a situation and this is the one that, that I, you, you and I have been talking about quite a bit. I, I, I will contend and, and I, I'm, I hope I'm not making like a, 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 a glorious risk mistake here, but I don't think all pizza bars are created equal. I don't think all restaurants are cre- created equal when it comes to risk. I, I I think that there are precautions that are able to be taken by folks in the restaurant world to, to keep their businesses going and reduce risk of COVID-19. Cl- clearly, not going to a restaurant is less risky. There's a lot of doubles, double negatives in there. Um, going to a restaurant is riskier than not going to a restaurant, but going to a restaurant with um, precautions in place is less risky than those that don't have precautions in place. And to me, there's something about this pizza for the line here. The pizza bar had been identified as a COVID-19 hotspot. The question is why? And it seems to me like maybe there's a person who worked there who might not have been the best at and again, I'm, 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 there's a lot of speculation I'm guessing, but 
eh, maybe they weren't good at wearing a mask and they were interacting in close proximity to people and they were the super spreader of the super spreader event. I don't, I don't know. But what we don't know is what was it about this? So my guess is Adelaide put down a six-day circuit breaker because they thought there was more community spread than there was because they didn't know that this person might have been patient zero and was doing the spreading. That's what I'm reading into this. And, and I think there's probably some problematic decisions made there, but gosh, I don't know. I don't know. What are your, what's your thought on this? Well, so we'll so we'll link to the CNN story, uh, but I also want to link link to uh, Federici's.com, uh, which is the uh, the website for the local uh, pizza bar, uh, if, if you want to call it that, uh, where we get our pizza. And I can tell you that uh, they are they're proud to announce that Sunday, November first, uh, they are going to have their dining room and their outdoor patio open. Um, and I'm not visiting either of those, right? I go around to the back and I go uh, up to the takeout window and I wave through the glass at the guy and the guy comes out and I give him the cash and he gives me the pizza and I'm on my way, right? And I'm wearing yep. a mask and yep. he's wearing a mask. And that, that is how I choose to get my uh, pizza, right? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, we, we'd need more information about what was going on at this, um, the Woodville Pizza Bar. But I mean, obviously, you know, it was a, a nucleus for a, perhaps a super spreader event. And it's unfortunate that they had to lock down the entire state. And I'm sure there are people that are very unhappy about that, but right. It's a, it's a state, right? South Australia, that is a, yeah, the entire state. Um, like it's really important that we all do our part and, 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 you know, so yeah, this, somebody screwed up here and then if you, and, and then somebody screwed up and then they lied. Right. Yeah. And so, it's not the to paraphrase. Um, I think this is about Watergate, but it might as well as be about other things as Everything. well. It's not the crime; it's the cover up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you know, if you if you if you're doing bad things, uh, don't lie about it too, because that just makes it worse. And then you have a six day lockdown. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just sent you a uh, another link, something that I think I sent you a couple of days ago as well. Um, oh, yes. Let's definitely talk about that. I, so I have gone – this is a – I'm assuming this is a – I hope this is a public document. Yeah, I, I mean it's on their website. And, and yeah. So I have gone on – oh, yes. I've gone on and shared it with people. And so, yeah, and this is, this is great. So this is uh, COVID-19 clusters in North Carolina. I really, um, I really wish uh, other states were doing this as well. And and so there's some good, there's some really good data here, which basically breaks down um, cumulative reported clusters, cases, and deaths by type of cluster. And then they do cluster categories, and then they do settings, right? And so within the cluster category, workplace, we have agriculture, food processing, manufacturing, meat and poultry processing, et cetera. Um, and then, and then also food and drink as a category. And then within that, uh, bars and breweries and restaurants. And, and it's really, it's really great data, right? I mean, it's, it's the kind of data that we need to be able to figure out, okay, so what are these, what are these risky, uh, areas? And it's not, it would require perhaps some secondary analysis because it's really right now as it is, it's just data. It's yeah. not really an analysis, but, but it is the kind of data we would need to begin to do an analysis to say, Hey, look, um, these are places that seem to be risky. Like, so for example, there are 25 reported restaurant clusters leading to 139, uh, cluster associated cases. And I guess, I guess what you could do is you could look at, 
clusters divided by or cases divided by clusters to figure out what are the potential super spreader events, right? Because if you have a low number of clusters and a high number of cases, that means that the case per cluster is high. And would you, so would you say, well, and it looks meat, like, it looks like meat poultry, poultry. <laughs> processing. Might, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at math, Ben, but it looks like there might be an order of magnitude difference there. Yep. Yep. Oh, and let's can we also talk about uh, the the other thing that I tweeted about recently, which is the uh, do, Ben, do you think it's appropriate to place bets on the number of workers that might get sick in your facility from covid? Is that would you say is that a best practice? It's not in anybody's HACCP plan. Um, if that's what you mean. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I think it's an egregious practice. And. And it's one of these these things. So so what Don's talking about, I think this is an Iowa uh, Tyson's plant where um, there's a lawsuit filed uh, about illness spread, and I think it was wrongful death, and where in the uh, additional documents that were provided through disclosure that were made public uh, showed that um, uh, managers at this plant were betting actual money on how many workers would would get sick? Um, and it is, you know, so so um, there there was also a lot of um, other you know other pieces here um, for this. So like, uh, and I'll read from uh, the lawsuit. And again, um, this is a lawsuit, so this is you know who knows what's gonna what's gonna happen with it. But these are documents that appear to be um, you know they're now part of the public record. So uh, quote. Not quote, uh, but this is from um, the uh, allegations. John Casey, an upper-level manager at the plant, is alleged to have explicitly directed supervisors to ignore symptoms of COVID-19, telling them to show up to work even if they are exhibiting symptoms of the virus, reportedly referred to COVID-19 as the glorified flu and told workers not to worry about it because it's not a big deal and everyone is going to get it on one occasion. He intercepted, a, a, allegedly, I guess is that what you're supposed to say, um, uh, intercepted a sick su supervisor on his way to be tested and ordered them to get back to work saying, we all have symptoms, you have a job to do. Um, <sighs> yeah, it, 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 it certainly, and, and so that, you know, th this article coupled with what we saw in, um, and we'll again link to this, North Carolina clusters, um, if what, what's really fascinating to me, if you looked at the workplace, Don, if you, if you're on that document, still take a look at page three and look at number of cases in workplace, meat and poultry processing is the sort of light, light bluer, uh, number, lots and right. lots of cases from, uh, April through, um, it really, it looks like it, it, it met, got less, uh, in, yeah. in June, in May. Yeah, yeah, May, May, yeah. Yeah, um, and then, and, yeah. And, but but still, like, oh, my gosh. like And so I think a lot of the stuff that, that's coming out in this lawsuit was around that time. Uh, Mid-April is uh, is when the um, uh, when, when a lot of that, that stuff came out. But gosh, man, what a what a terrible what a terrible situation. So I, I did read also this morning that that those the management at that plant were suspended um, in, as a result of the coverage of, uh, of that, um, uh, tight, you know, Tyson, uh, um, you know, thing, you know, the lawsuit. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's good, I guess. Um, yeah, they paid out $500 thank you bonuses to employees who turned up for every scheduled shift for three months. Yeah. Wow. 
Great. Well, that's, that's that's nice. But you know what? Uh, How about you send uh, uh, bonuses to people that say they're sick (laughs) and stay home? Well, and and so we could also thank them for that. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, um, we've talked a lot, talked a lot about food safety culture on this podcast. And one of the things that is a continuous theme is how do you get people not to show up to work sick? Right? Like, like don't come in here. Don't, even if we have paid sick leave, like we, um, we talked about previously with Chipotle that although corporately there, there was a policy on how to do this. It was, it's a difficult policy or what it was. And I, again, I know we, you, you've got, um, you, you visited with them, but it was a tough policy to enact. So it, it was looked good on paper, but here we go. We have another like opposite of the policy, which is don't, you know, if, if you're here for three months straight, regardless of your illness, but also wink, wink, don't come here sink, but sick, but also, you know, show up for three weeks, three months consecutively, we'll give you an extra $500 that, that certainly encourages people to show up to work ill. Like, like I can't, I can't see yep. anyone who would, who, who would effectively argue against that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole, that's, I, I, this, this is the kind of stuff that, that reminds me of, the uh, peanut corporation of America. And we'll link back to, to all the, mm-hmm. that where, where it's there, there certainly are folks in our world that are really trying to do the right thing and do a good job and manage this while still feeding people. Right. And still getting, getting food out to, um, to Amer- Americans and, and the world. And then there, there just seems like, you know, there are some really bad actors and, and and who who clearly don't get public health and and that this is this is serious. We're like toying with people's lives on this on this kind of stuff. So it's yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Um and and we we need to try to get those best practices and celebrate what what good people are doing and get those good practices to the bad bad actors. But but when you got people betting on it, I don't know how you. Uh, how it actually works. It's, it's hard to spin that. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard yeah. to spin that in a positive way. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Well, I guess the good news is, Ben, um, and again, welcome to uh, COVID-19 Safety Talk. Um, uh, we probably have a couple of vaccines that uh, might work, might be pretty effective. So that's yeah. good news. I, I got a friend who's in the in the trial, in the phase two or phase three fo- trial for one. For of which them. one? Uh, oh, the, for one of them. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Pfizer. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know, he, he like, but I, so I won't op, opsec him. Uh, well, and I guess it doesn't really matter. Like people know that there's clinical trials that are happening, but he said it was, it, it was very, um, a very interesting, I talked to him last night about it. He's like, it was a very interesting experience basically saying we really, really appreciate it. And I think many of us appreciate that he's going through this to make sure, but also if it doesn't work and you get sick, we're really, really sorry about it. But also can you sign this release that says that's not our fault? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the that the that's what the um that's what the 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 company doing the trial yeah. had him sign yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. which is and he's like you know what I'm I'm signing up for this I understand that that this might not be um you know I'm I'm trusting that it's that it's good and also it's it's like a company that's got a, a long history of doing really good bio you know pharmaceutical things not really good. I, you know, I don't want to comment so much on Pfizer's practices, but also they've got a lot of products that are safe, right? That that historically that are on the market. So he's like, I'm going to sign up for this, and he knows somebody, uh, a friend of a friend that that got him into this. Um, but uh, so yeah, he's he's walking around uh, with the with the vaccine right now. He I, I think he got in he got injected yesterday. 
Oh, wow. Oh, so just recently. Yeah, yeah. This is part of the oh, fa- phase three. Three, phase nine. I don't know. Whatever yeah. it takes. Uh, <laughs> it's, we, it's not a food safety talk episode if we don't do that. If we, if we don't provide two numbers and say whatever it takes. Whatever uh, it takes. Yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll also, uh, speaking of people who have are a part of tri- vaccine trials, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, we'll link to the general podcast page. I don't, I, it's hard to link to the specific episode, but uh, one of the podcasts that I've started listening to uh, during the, the pandemic and during the, the Trump times, as we call them, um, is The New Abnormal uh, with Molly Jonkfast and Rick Wilson. And and Molly is in one of these vaccine trials, and and as a journalist has has sort of made friends with people, and have, and does talk about it occasionally on the show. It's a multi-segment show, um, and so it's difficult to. F- I'll see if I can find the specific episode where she might talk about it, but uh, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little hard to do that. So, but anyway, it's it's a. You know, if, I don't know. People people might not like Rick Wilson. He's part of the Lincoln Project, and I know a lot of people don't really like the Lincoln Project and what they're doing. But I I, I find him entertaining and, and and worth listening to. So yeah, and I like Molly Jung Fast. I follow her on on, the on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, and I, I really she's she's a good she's a really great she's a great follow. Um, uh, so so um, Don, I, I, you know, one one last thing you you mentioned your your Thanksgiving um. Uh, plans or or lack of anti plans. Mm-hmm. Let's call them mm-hmm. Thanksgiving anti plans. I guess they're still plans. They're plans. They're just very. They're plans to do nothing. <laughs> right. And except, I'm except same with me. Um, we're we're doing nothing. And we we often have my parents usually come for for U.S. Thanksgiving, and and so we're we're not we're not doing that this year. Uh, <laughs> as, as they call it. <laughs> everywhere else except for in the U.S. Uh, and and, <laughs> and I make it. I, I'm I, I made the um, the call. That there, there are two things that we usually do around the the holidays. Like, because I, as I talked about in the last episode, this kind of kicks off the entire holiday season. And I feel like everything starts to wind down. So we usually have this um, bunch of hockey families get together for a kickball um, outdoor event uh, on the Friday on on Black Friday in the morning, or sometimes the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But it's usually that sounds Black like Friday. a really nice. Uh, that sounds like a really nice tradition. It is, and it's canceled. It's all, no, <laughs> we're not doing it. Um, hey, so what's, so what's, I don't know if we've, I don't, we have, I don't think we've given an update on the podcast and I'm pretty sure I don't think you've given me an update. So is hockey canceled? No, hockey's still going on, but it's, I mean, it's effectively canceled. We've got. Ooh, tell me <laughs> but, more, tell me more. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's happening is um, there, there's a, a few local games. No one's playing Virginia and, and Maryland where there are lots of, uh, uh, our regional teams go, which I, is something that I talked about that I thought was a bad idea right from the start. They have uh, canceled youth sports uh, this week, so no one's going there. We we have we we still have, and you know, again, this is like one of those calculated risks in, in the bubble that that I have is my kids are still practicing hockey, and they have um, they both have a couple of games against local teams this weekend um, without without any travel. Um, but but it's I mean I I think it's it's pretty clear that on the horizon we'll be in a no you sports which is the right call and i'm i right, right. i feel this is one of those things like i i am uh i'm i'm so um i'm so torn by this like i i've kind of said okay this is in in our risk this is the only, this is our biggest risk and this is the thing that we're um that we're doing um but and their their practices are 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 you know, pretty good. Um, they're, they're the, the only time that the kids are really together is when they are on the ice with each other or on the bench. 
Um, and, uh, and there are um, new protocols coming into place, I think, right now for any hockey that happens the remainder of the season where you must wear a mask on the bench uh, at all times that you are not on the ice. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we have been lucky personally, I think, that, there, that we haven't had any um, clusters associated with any of our teams. Uh, there certainly have been some quarantine uh, and a couple of positive uh, uh, a couple of players or parents that have been positive, but, but we haven't experienced any clusters, but you, I don't know if you can tell with my, my tone. I I'm very, uh, I'm very torn by this, by this whole thing. I, what, what I wanted to do was just have it canceled for us. And right. And it's, right. and it's not, and it's not. And now, and now you have to be the Debbie Downer Yes. yes. <laughs> and say, you know, we can't do this. Right. And yeah. but then you're the bad guy. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm just, you gotta be the bad guy. Sometimes you gotta be the bad guy. And, and what I'm trying to do is control the kids that I, uh, that I currently have both with, uh, the team that I coach and then my own kids. And fortunately the, my, my own kids are also on my, my older kid is on a team that, that there are a lot of like that, that people are taking this seriously. Um, and so much so that, that as people get close to cases and are, you know, um, not close contacts, but are close contacts of close contacts, or, you know, as we know how this, this virus goes, goes through, there's a lot of caution of people taking themselves out of the system, which is, which is good. But I'm, I, I, I think I, 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 it would not be surprised, surprising to me that as we sit here on, um, uh, November 20th, uh, our, our year of the, uh, you know, of the Lord 2020, uh, that, uh, there would be an announcement today or tomorrow that says, uh, let's, let's, uh, put a short circuit or a pause on all you sports for the next, uh, three weeks or month. So, and which is the right thing to do. And I think we should do it. Yeah. So, so we, um, we had a, a message, um, on our, um, house phone, which we never get messages on except from old people that don't call on cell phones. And it was Kristen's, uh, aunt who used to live in Brooklyn, who now lives in Staten Island, inviting us to their annual, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, thing, which is a wonderful thing. And it's, I look forward to it every year. And I was, I was really afraid that Kristen was going to want to go. And she's like, no, there's no way I'm going. It's like, oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's effectively canceled for us too. And, and I, and I don't have to be the bad, bad, uh, public health guy and say, oh, it's really not a good idea, but no, she's already like, yeah, I really don't want to go. I mean, they're, they're, they're nice folks, but there'll be, uh, there'll be a dozen people there. Um, a couple firefighters, uh, someone who's a nurse, someone who's a teacher, and it's like, no, these are all people that have to go out and be in the world. And it's like, it's fine. I trust them, right? I absolutely trust them. But the question is, who is the least safe person in their circle? Exactly. Right? Yes. And then and then the least safe person in the those people's circles. And it's just like that's the that's the weakness, right? That's the weakness of all of this. Is you're you're so you're you're dependent not only on other people, but you're dependent on other people who are dependent on other people that you don't know. Yep. Right. And yep. it's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, it's, uh, it'll be sad, but you know, Hey, maybe we can call them on zoom. <laughs> right. Right. You well, know, it's like, that'll be, that'll be fine. Yeah. It will. And, and I, I'm, I'm happy that, that are, that, that the conversations that I've had with the world of, of youth hockey, you know, I know lots of, I, I know lots of uh, parents on other teams and what we've all really tried to do, and I shouldn't say all, the ones that I've talked to is limited to we're, uh, we're not interacting with parents from other teams. We're not our kids aren't interacting with other teams, um, and and let's try to keep our bubbles as as small as possible. So the kickball cancellation is exactly that. This is 
all, you know, parents of hockey teams and some kids are on the same team and some of the, but we're like, you know, it's not a good idea to get all of us together for this. And, um, I run, um, on Christmas Eve, I always have a, a skate, uh, called the Jingle Dangle, which I think I've talked about. Have I mentioned the Jingle Dangle? <laughs> I don't think so. You would have remembered that. <laughs> Cause right? it would have been a show title. Yeah. 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 So the, so the Jingle Dangle is a kind of like a parent kid skate on Christmas Eve that, that, uh, um, we do with the, with a bunch of parents that I play hockey with myself and, and it's the same group of people we've done it for five or six years. And so that's canceled too. Like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to run the, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not running the jingle dangle. Uh, so, so, so remi- remind me again, I know I should know this from, um, that show that we like about those Canadian Letter people. Kenny? Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm my brain. Maybe I have COVID. My brain is not working today. So, so tell me, tell me what a dangle is again. A dangle is when you <laughs> when you keep when you keep the puck sort of way out away from your body and the, um and the um the defender, and then you toe drag it usually across your body to make a move to go around someone. So okay. so those two things happen in conjunction. You dangle. And- and then toe drag. Yeah, but there's like a there's like a three word phrase. Yes. Yeah. I'm, oh, so, I'm ready for you. So 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 lay it on me. What's the what's the S- uh, <laughs> dangle snipe Sally? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We we have at least one T-shirt that my kids own, maybe two that have that phrase on it. Um, and so, so you, and Sally is spelled C E L L Y as in, uh, the, the diminutive for celebration. Correct. So you, you dangle and then you snipe, which is, uh, a, a term for scoring a goal. Right. Uh, and, and goal scorers are, are referred to, uh, increasingly as snipers. And then, oh, okay. yeah. And then you, and then you Sally, which is celebrate. And, and these are terms that did not exist when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> these these are terms that have been created, manufactured, I think, largely through video game culture okay. uh, for, from the uh, EA Sports uh, NHL franchise, um, and, and, but have now certainly been embedded into my, my kids' uh, conversation. There is a wonderful – I got to find this. There's a wonderful TikTok um, that I saw on um, – oh, I bet you I know where this is. I sent it to Michael Bazzacco, friend of the show. Um, who I'm sure will never be allowed to come on the show uh, because he works for uh, for FDA, um, Michael. Um, and I sent him this lovely TikTok that we can link to in mm-hmm. show notes of a uh, ho- if uh, hockey players were um, dispatchers. <laughs> okay, you, you will you will enjoy this, Don, because it's very very good. Watch it after the show. Um, uh, but but essentially, it's it's basically a guy um, in, uh, in, in in we're talking with le- with letter Kenny uh, accuracy about things like um, you know if someone's breaking your house with the guns. Hey, buddy, go to the gym three or four times a week, and you'll get guns too. Uh, <laughs> so so you'll you'll like you'll you'll very much enjoy this. Um, so yeah, and he's he's totally so so that. Uh, really exemplifies the last 15 or 20 years of hockey conversation, uh, which was not really around when I was a kid. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Even the word, even the term chirping was not something that we, that we did. We talked a lot, um, but it was not referred to as chirping, which is really just um, talking like BS at your opponent. Yeah. Like, or talking smack, right? Talking was that, smack. Was that thing? Yep. Right. Yep. yep. 
the the hockey vernacular has it it is chirping nice yeah so so anyway well why don't we you know it's uh it's five to 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 11 uh why don't we we call it a show i think that's a show all right well um don very special uh thanksgiving uh episode uh so thanks for getting on the uh on the old skype machine and uh uh, hanging out with me while i drank my coffee today it was like a nice fireside chat today yeah absolutely same all right bye-bye bye Was a weird one. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, it was good. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, there really isn't a lot. There really has not been a lot going on in food safety. Really, yeah. I mean, right? Even the cyclospora stuff we talked about last, last episode. Yeah. But we did talk last week, right? So we talked. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. That's true. We, yeah, that in our defense. <laughs> yeah, it's only a ten ten day ten days, 10 of, days. of food safety talk. Uh, but we want to give people something that they uh, that they have before Thanksgiving because I wasn't going to do anything next week. And I, Dawn, exactly. have, and are you success being successful in yeah, that? I, I have. Good. Everything Good. is cleared, yeah. and I've said no to everything, so I have nothing. Um, I'm I'm very proud of you. That's that's you. Uh, that's a tremendous accomplishment it to is. be honest. It is a especially you have a lot going on, right? I got like, a lot you going really on. Have balls in the air. But I'm, and but, you took and you took three days off last week to go be on a TV show to go and be a, to do something that wasn't my job that that is uh, or this week three this days week. this week. That, yeah. yeah, that was that's my job. Uh, yeah, and I need now I, yeah <laughs> now it's my job. Uh, but you know what I'm dreading is the week of November 30th <laughs> yes. because yes. all the things well, still exist. Oh, well, I, I here's the thing, Ben, uh, as, as the famous Merlin man once said, email is like rain, <laughs> right? It doesn't, you, it's, it's going to, it's going to come when it's going to come and you still have to deal with it right now. It, now it depends on what your strategy is. Maybe, maybe you put down your umbrella and you get soaking wet. Um, maybe you have an umbrella, but then it, it drains into a bucket, which spills on your leg. Right. So yeah. Yes. Yes. I, Yes. I, I still I still think the best idea is to just basically say th- this email. Th- thank you for your email. It will be deleted. <laughs> Please email me um, uh, on or after <laughs> number thirtieth. Uh, there, there's a we talked about this before on the show. There was somebody who who literally that was their away message. Right? It's like your message is going to be deleted. If it's important, send it when I'm back from sabbatical or hiking the Appalachian Trail or oh <laughs> doing gosh. walkabout or whatever. I love that. 
I, you know what I might do is, is actually put that on and say, this email has been deleted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I have filtered this into a box that will be destroyed uh, at, at midnight every night. So I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm gonna, I am going to put a bounce back message on it and, um, and I'll just sit around and I'll, I'm sure, don't worry, I'm going to text with you because, because, um, you know, you, you, you and Michelle and Linda, um, as, as one of my, my daily group texts are, are on my vacation plans. Um, and, and I'm going to watch TV. Um, I'm going to watch, I'm going to finish Ted Lasso. I'm going to finish the walking dead. I'm going to watch the next season of the crown. I'm going to watch the queen queen's gambit, I believe is the, the chess, the chess one. Oh, Kristen mentioned that to me for the, for the first time yesterday. And yeah. I thought, I don't think I've heard of that. Is that the same thing as the yep. crown? Cause nope. they both involve the queen, but it's, no, it's a chess thing. It's a chess thing that, that apparently is, is excellent. Everybody's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's talking about, it. I want to watch that um yeah i'm just gonna watch a bunch of things i'm gonna i'm gonna run and i'm gonna uh there's you know i'm gonna watch some football um and uh might play some video games that's well what what i'm gonna do ben is i'm just gonna keep working uh as i do every day seven days a week just not very hard each day yeah which is my, my typical mo so that's and, that, and I, i've got some i got some a consulting that's been stacking up that is is a is a nice way to make some money. So I will we will all even though this is in the after show we will link to an article uh, from the Atlantic with the headline the most honest out of office message. Love it, love it, love <laughs> Thank it. Thank you for your message. Email received between these dates will be deleted from this server eight hours from now. Please send your message again after this date. <laughs> that is fantastic. My bewilderment quickly mutated into offense. This out-of-office message seemed to flout all the rules of email that we as an internet-based society had imposed on ourselves. And then a minute later, it hit me. My reaction doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. So we'll link to this Atlantic article, which is great. Awesome, awesome. My dog is going crazy, but also I have two more dogs here. Um, oh, yeah, exciting. So we have uh, we, we have Sarah, Sarah Kirby's dogs, uh, oh, another mm -hmm. Basset Hound, and then a, a little smaller dog um, that, that are... I think every time they just all get excited and you, you experience this with two dogs, right? Oh, one, totally. Two, one, two dogs are more than twice as excited as one dog. Yeah. yeah. One dog gets excited. The other says, uh, why are you so excited? I will be excited too. Um, yes. yeah. And three dogs, uh, I, it's probably the same as two. It's not any more, but it's more, I, certainly more than one. I, yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah, I'm probably, probably more than two plus one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. Well, I, it is, okay. I've got this. We should, yeah. we should, we should, we should schedule the next one, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I oh, will wrap this up, but we need to know when we're going to do this again. So this one is mine because they all are mine. As they all are. Oh, and by the way, I, I, I tweeted about this, I think, but but uh, risky or not is locked and loaded for all. They're all up and they're they're Sweet. rolling out. So, nice. So yeah, and we have another one of those scheduled before yeah. before the end of the time. So yep, yep, yep. Okay, so what about the fourth of uh, of December at nine a.m. again? I know that you're, would, yeah, that, Friday, would, I try to say no, that. Friday. That's okay. That, that would work. I have a lab meeting at 11 because I've got a faculty meeting at 1230, but, yeah. but if we, we can, we can do it. Yep. Okay. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. And I'm, uh, that day is actually fairly light. So in the, every, all the rain that I pushed to the week of December 30th. <laughs> exactly. 220, I think that's 226. Something like that. Cause I think. I'm just talking to myself at this point. Um, uh, it might be 225. Anyway, cool. Okay, so that's a go. I right. will. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna try and edit this. I, I'm going. I'm gonna get everything that I have on my list. There are. I've, <laughs> this is another kids in the hall bit. 
there, there's a guy, Kevin, Kevin McDonald's walking around and uh, he's running errands. This is the setup for the, for the skit. And he's saying, talking to himself, I have four things on my list. I have four things on my list today. I have four things on my list. And he ends up in the midst of a, a bank robbery and he will not stop because, and they're like, why are you not stopping? He's got three things on my list. I had to go to the bank. Now I'm going. So I, so Don, I am that character. I have four things on my list today. And every time I say four things on my list, I think of kids in the hall. Oh, nice. And, but once I'm done my four things on my list, including editing the podcast, uh, I'm going to start to on beer. vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, not to OPSEC, but uh, you and I are going to have a little happy hour this afternoon with, uh, with our friend Dane. We are. So that is that that kicks off my uh, my holiday week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. All right. Well, so I'll I'll drop all this where it needs to be dropped, thank and you. Uh, we're good to go. Perfect. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.